Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Today, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are listening to this, uh, we're recording with, yes, yet another new co-host. And I'm actually excited for this type of content we're going to get into today because it relates to some of my background and some of the, one of the businesses that I've, I've had over the years. And uh, so obviously there's your little hint. This is going to be one of our more business-oriented podcasts. But, but for your listeners, we're always going to balance a healthy lifestyle in here. So let me get into that here. Our new guest co-host today, she's a co-author of a book, which I'll show you guys today on the video feed, Go For No. Yes, Go For No, people. And yes is the destination. No is how you get there. So along with her husband and business partner, Richard Fenton, we're totally going to dig into that because I don't see how that's possible working with your significant other. Uh, she has made her mission to liberate people from fears of failure and rejection. Yes, it is a part of all of our lives. And sh sharing an entire new mindset, I love mindset, about hearing the word no, because we all hear it. They have spoken all over the U.S. and the U.K., teaching the go-for-no strategies, which we're going to talk about from the book, and having been embraced by people in a wide variety of industries and businesses to rave reviews and amazing results. So her book hit number one people on Amazon's selling list and has remained in the top 20 of sales books for over the last eight years. Eight years, people. Count them. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Andrea Waltz. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be with you. It's great to be with you. I've been having so much fun with intros in this past like few months. How did I do? Did it, are you happy with I, it? I, it was fantastic. Awesome. I love it. So I'm going to self, self back tap there. There we go. All right. All right. You should. So go for no. Uh, why? 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 It why, sounds... Right? Right. It sounds absolutely ridiculous. Who wants People hear to... People like anxiety, anxiety. Right. Right. Oh, oh, completely. I, we have gotten some visceral reactions to people when people see uh, uh, the title of the book and go like, why would I want to hear no? And it is a counterintuitive philosophy um, mindset, if you will. And it is all about intentionally increasing your failure rate. In the, in the book, it's a fable. And we uh, teach people basically that they need to go out intentionally hear no more often because when you increase the number of no's you hear by extension, you end up increasing the yeses that you're going to get in your business. Um, whatever you want to do, you could be fundraising. It, it, it's just basically about asking. Well, we're talking about the basic law of averages here. I mean, what you just kind of hinted at. Uh, cause I do a lot of, I've been doing a lot of training and coaching. I have a lot of sales and marketing background. And one of my mentors taught me the same thing many, many years ago. He's like, Scott, the best way to get over it <laughs> is to put yourself through it. And, uh, real quick on that actually, cause I just love tapping into the present. Um, you kind of hinted here, right? Like the anxiety, I hinted at the anxiety. It's a psychological thing. Um, I'm a big health and fitness nut. So on this show, we discuss a lot about putting in the reps, just like going to the gym, everything you're talking mm -hmm. about. So right now, just for fun, my biggest anxiety in my life, I'm going through right now because I'm learning how to swim because as I'm recording this next Saturday, I have to do my first triathlon and oh. I never learned how to swim. <laughs> oh, wow. So just talk about anxiety, putting in the reps, getting a yes. coach. It's all happening. Like it's been going on for about a month and a half. I probably should have given myself six months. Uh, but this is me. I just throw myself into things. So I'm not really going for no, uh, but I am well, definitely tapping into an anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you are, you are. And in a way you are because, um, go for no is all part of, um, kind of the growth mindset movement. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book mindset by Carol Dweck, but there's a lot of mindset books I've read. I've not, I'm, I'm how did oh, I miss that? This one? is, this is a really interesting book and it's great for people who have kids too. Um, because she's done a lot of research with kids and how they, um, how there's two different kinds of mindsets. There's a growth mindset and there's a fixed mindset and the growth mindset person believes that you don't have to have like some innate skill or talent, you can learn, you can become better. And so you're really coming at this. A fixed mindset's kind of like, hey, I, I, I am what I am. I am doomed um, to have whatever. And so you're really operating with a growth mindset, which 
is kind of her her brand, but um, we call that failing your way to success, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's and in order to do that, I mean, you you, you it's going to be a fast way to learn. I mean, you are you're throwing yourself out there, and I think it's great. Oh, it, it's it's been an adventure. <clears throat> I I, uh, I try to almost every lesson as I walk out. I've been doing uh, Facebook lives just because. Mm-hmm. And you, I know you're not going to have fun today because as you put in these repetitions, as you build a cycle of growth, um, things just get easier in life in general. So every single time you attack a new challenge, a new risk, a new fear, a new anxiety, it does get easier. I mean, it's still challenging. Oh, yeah. let's, let's be real. It's still going to be challenging. You're still going to have fears. You're still going to have the anxiety. Trust me, you should see me at a pool. Uh, but <laughs> it's But it gets easier because... Yeah, if this was years ago, I'd be like, oh, hell no, I'm not taking a lesson. I'm not even going to sign up for a triathlon. Uh, but obviously, over right. the years of self and professional development, personal and professional, mm-hmm. really, you get better at it. And that now when I commit to things, like last year, I watched my friends and my fiance do a, a, the, the triathlon two years in a row. And finally, they're like, so when are you going to do it, Mr. I do every other sport? And I said, uh. Fine. And I signed up right then and there on the website in front of like, see, this is how I am. I, you challenge me, I accept. So right. uh, now granted, some people hearing this and hearing go for no, and this relates to not just business, not just sales, relates to relationships, love, dating, everything oh. has rejection. Oh, totally. Absolutely. It relates to everything. And um, in fact, one of the, one of the kind of funny things that people have told us over the years is, um, and this just mainly applies to guys because guys do a lot of the asking out, right? Um, it kind of falls on guys' shoulders more often than not, more often than it should. But how if you want to just uh, overcome your fear of the word no, it's just go out and ask 100 girls out to lunch or be at some club or bar or something and just every girl walk up and say, hey, you want to go out with me or you want to have lunch with me tomorrow? You want to meet for coffee? Whatever. It's just it's that repetition and it's just getting used to doing that asking and see that you survived. And when you survive that, that's how your confidence grows. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny uh, real quick on the, on the love factor. I do wish you ladies would ask more of us out. Obviously I'm engaged now, but uh, I actually, I would still ap- appreciate that vote of confidence with the occasional ask out. Um, but right. I, I love confident, strong women. And yeah. I get it. I'm also old school. I was brought up with chivalry opening the door. Like I still get, people look at me crazy when I open the door for them. I mean, it just cracks me up. Like, really? This is what impresses you? (laughs) Right, right. Yes. Well, I mean, we dropped that low, Andrea. (laughs) I, I, sometimes I wonder, (laughs) sometimes I wonder there are the gems out there that chivalry is not all dead. So yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a, a dirty gem. I mean, I could be, I could probably be polished up more. If you talk to my fiance, right. she's like, yeah, you could use a lot of polishing still um, <laughs> at 40 years of age. I think I'm doing all right though. I, I am engaged. I mean, there's something to that. So there is that. Yeah. But uh, admittedly, speaking of go for no, she actually broke up with me uh, after right up on that first one year anniversary. Cause I was still Mr. Not committal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuck in the bachelor ways and everything else. And she's just like, she, she observed the relationship over the first year and she'd already been through a long relationship. And she's like, I don't have to deal with this. Like clearly mm-hmm. he's not looking for a long-term thing. So talk about, I already got past the door opening rejection, right? Like I'm already in right. the dating process. It's been almost a year and then I still get the no. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. You still get the no. And so you still have to fight back and yeah. overcome, right? Overcome yeah, you, that have, rejection. you basically yeah. to go business on this, like, you have to resell or retain what you've already invested in, right? If, if you yeah. still find the value there. And admittedly, like my big, I mean, I'm, we'll get back on point here, but you'll, I just figured you'd appreciate that because like a lot of the ladies I talk to when I tell them part of this story, they're just like, wow, you need to teach that to other guys. I'm like, no, I'm not a romance coach at all. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I said, listen, I basically realized like, wait a minute, it bothered me. I dug deep, did a lot of self-work, shut down the professional self-work, personal, but, and then it's like those next three months went completely into personal development. Like, why are you still like this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. A lot of mindset work. And then mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, did I even give us a chance? Did I even invest as much as she was investing or willing to invest? So it's like, you know what? You got to go for, go for the no. Like I've like, right. you got three months to rebuild, come back at it. If she still yeah. says no, at least you tried. 
So. That is completely correct. That is completely correct. And um, that's all you can do, right? And mm-hmm. and at least you walk away feeling like, hey, I, I didn't, I made an effort. And that applies to everything. And I think too often, um, especially in business, we just make assumptions about what people are going to do. We just, we make assumptions about who has what money that they're going to spend, who's interested in what. And so we end up shutting down a lot of opportunities because we just assume we're going to get a no. And so as part of that self-protection, kind of that ego self-protection, it's like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask. And because I'm just going to hear no. Whereas, yeah, if you just go for no, that's why we're telling you. And people think sometimes go for no. Well, so, so you want me to hear no. And, and yes, ultimately though, I mean, the subtitle of our book is yes, is the destination no is how you get there. So obviously, ultimately, we want people to get yeses. I mean, that ultimately is the goal. But you don't get yeses when you're always being judgmental, critical, making assumptions, and then sitting around going, "Why? where are my yeses when you shut them all down? So right. it does require that awareness. I, I love where you're going with this because uh, to get back on that business point and, and where we're going with this, I mean, now, let's, let's, let's pause and get a little bit of the history. Like, obviously you, this meant so much to you and your husband, uh, and shout out, uh, is it Richard Fenton? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I just, cause there's two separate names. I'm like, okay, well, right. I don't know. I mean, so you is because you already had a, a good following and a good awareness. So you kept your maiden name. So I'm guessing Walt's maiden name or. Well, actually, so what happened was when we very first got together, this is, we're going to be married for 20 years um, oh, next March. Yeah, so yeah. we've been together a long time. When we got together originally, um, I had Waltz as my last name, and I was doing a lot of the marketing for him. He was the speaker of the two of us. Today, we speak together on Go For Now. Um, I think we're one of Cause, cause you put only a reps. handful of... Yeah, exactly. We're one of only a handful of like speaking couples, and... Um, so, but at the time I was doing all the marketing and it, we knew that it would be weird for me to call up and go like, Hey, this is Andrea Fenton. Um, Richard Fenton is a fabulous speaker. You should hire him. And people would be like, Oh yeah, right. That's no, <laughs> not happening. So we kept it. It was kind of like a, a business decision. Okay. And I love the fact that clearly you, you, you nailed the brand because nobody owned gofornote.com. And at, ladies and gentlemen, there's your little hint who are listening to this. Go check out gofornote.com. Again, all this stuff is always going to be linked on the show notes on the, on the, on the blog article. But uh, for the video watchers, I'm already sharing this site now because I just wanted to show the dynamic duo here. Um, <laughs> and I love actually how, you know, instead of going like everybody goes like overly polished with these like mm-hmm. crazy expensive, high quality, high res images, it's like, I love the whole Polaroid image angle you went with here on the site because it's like, it, it kind of feels like, oh, you literally have people who follow you who took photos and they sent them to you from your event and you put them on your site type of thing. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a quirky thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because it shows, it shows transparency and real. It's like, Hey guys, like, yeah, I mean, we really are speaking at really, really large events. <laughs> right. So, right. um, and you actually have another site here too, real quick. Gofornote.com, ladies and gentlemen. And then you got gofornotekeynote.com. So mm-hmm. clearly you guys started speaking so much that you kind of like created a sub-brand specifically to help people see all your speaking. Yeah, exactly. And um, the reason we did that was, and I think that if you have something where you, you know, it's kind of that whole sales page thing where you want somebody to come in and you want it to, for them to be simple. So when we're marketing our speaking, I don't want to bring someone necessarily in to go for no and have them be, you know, to kind of down in the weeds on certain things. I, if they want, if they're interested in our keynote presentation, I want them to come to a website, watch a video, tell us their dates, ask, you know, ask if we're available. Like, let's make this simple. So it just made it made sense for us to have a different site. Oh, and as a marketing professional, I do want to uh, thank you for uh, when people do go visit gofornote.com, hint, hint. Um, there is only a small pop-up that comes up and you easily exit if you don't want to opt in and, and you get to the site and you get to the content. Um, I can't stand it when everybody goes a little too hard with their lead generation and their lead pages and their squeeze pages. I'm like, guys, like... It's right and wrong depending on the situation. If this is your core brand site and people mm-hmm. saw you speak somewhere, 
You can't mm-hmm. shovel it down their throat from the first five seconds. Like it's different if you have a squeeze page for let's say book sales. Well, cause people are clearly going there for the book. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Put them into your sales funnel process. So I just, right. have to, I have to, I have to express myself on these things. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I love your, I love your take on all of that. Absolutely. And, and these days, I mean, yeah, it's fascinating to me. Um, I mean, get, getting people's email address. I mean, that is a way to go for no on, on a website, right? It's, oh, yeah. it's asking. Um, but it is funny. You, you see more and more like, um, yes, I, I, I want to, um, save the world. No, I'm not interested in saving the world. I mean, it's like things are getting more and more interesting these days about how to get people to opt in. Well, here's the deal. You're going to have the people who just don't care, right? They're going to, they're, they're just that rare opt-in beast. I don't know what you mm-hmm. want to call them. But then you have the people where it's like, listen, let's go back to dating, right? Like, I I only gave you a yes to start the date, okay? Right. You don't go to third base, okay? Let's let's well, let's wine and dine, okay? Let's go a little right. old school, okay, guys? Me, Some like romance. Let's, let's take you, young lady, out to dinner. You know, we don't even have to have alcohol. We could have water, a, a spritzer, whatever. I don't care. But the point is, like, build the relationship a little bit. That's that's is good sales and marketing because I'm not going for the quick win. Mm -hmm. I'm going for that long-term relationship. And that's what an email list is for too, mind you. If your every other email is a sale, that's also a bad way to manage your sales list and your email list. (laughs) Totally agree. Yeah. I'm sure you've been on a few of those. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. So with, with all of this speaking background, you two developing into him being the first speaker, we understand yeah. more about the name differentiation because let's be honest, that's common nowadays. Like my fiance are joking around because her name is Chris, Kristen, Dr. Kristen Fenstermacher. She's a, uh, a horse vet doctor and, oh, cool. and chiropractic doctor for animals. So she's way smarter than me. And then, <laughs> and then I'm Scott Mulvaney. So technically my last name has one less syllable. So I said, when you take the name, it's actually going to be easier to write it. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, I honestly, I don't care what she does. I yeah. don't care. Like you take my name, not take my name. I'm, I'm pretty right? modern guy, whatever. Yeah. So, it depends how many syllables you want to say and how many syllables you want to write. But from a professional image these days, yes, if you've already got a reputation, like you said, you were mm-hmm. doing all the marketing. If people know you and your brand, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I get it. So yeah. Yeah. I just love talking about that stuff too. Cause so many people do not focus enough on building their personal brand right? Mm -hmm. Like go for no, there's still two people behind go for no. So yeah, well, I I want to get more to you on that. You're well, it's really interesting because, um, we actually, I mean, I appreciate you saying about the names, but the funny thing is like, there are probably a ton of people that have no idea what our names are. But if you said, I met the go for no people. They know who we are. We, and, and from that standpoint, Scott, I mean, it's interesting because I've gone out of my way all these years to far, far more brand. And I don't know, it, it's not necessary. There are some pitfalls. So I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying this was a smart decision. I'm just saying, this is what we did sure. is everything was branded go for no. So we are keynote speakers at an event this weekend. And I saw the flyer and it literally says, Elizabeth Smart, she's one of the keynote speakers, and then it says "Go for Now." But it does That's not it? have our names. I mean, that is how. Did they check with you are. on that? Hmm? Did they check with you on that? No, but I mean, like, I'm, is that like when you go to an event? Do you have a media kit? Like, do you send them your media kit? Like, hey, here's our logos, yes. our professional headshots, our bios, blah blah blah. Use what you want out of this media totally, kit. Totally, okay. totally, and I and I'm good with whatever they whatever works for them. And the re, but the reality is. For us and our industry, um, showing the gopher, and this is this goes back to this branding idea, showing us as the gopher no speakers actually will get more people interested and excited about going to the event because the name gopher no is so much more branded. It's like saying, um, it's like saying uh, the guy who wrote Who Moved My Cheese is is speaking Classic. at this event and you go like, well, who, I don't, I don't know his name, but I know that I've heard of that book. So it's probably going to be amazing. Actually, right. It's a great point. Cause I can't remember his name. And I've, right. I read that book. God. Oh my God. That was one 20 of my, years ago. Probably. Yeah. Do you, re, do you remember 
Yeah, when I had my quarter life crisis, which apparently now all millennials have that now. No offense to millennials, <laughs> because you're my you're you're the, some of my demographic that I'm trying to help positively influence. So I'm not busting on you too hard because I've been where you're at. But I went hardcore into my corporate career in my twenties while going back to school, paying my way because I thought school was the answer, blah, blah, blah. But two of the first books I read was Who Moved My Cheese and What Colors Your Umbrella? No. What color is your parachute? What parachute? There we go. Right? Yes. So, yeah, so you know. Mm-hmm. But again, do we know who wrote them? Right. Exactly. Like my, one exactly. of my favorite development books now is, um, you ever read uh, Strengths Finder 2.0? No. Highly recommend Oh, Strengths Finder 2.0. Yes. Yes. I totally know. I, I haven't read it. So I never read it. I keep screwing up his name because I keep saying it's Tom McGrath, but I think it's Tom Rath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. There we go. Tom yeah, Rath. I've I make, I make all my book. clients use this for their teams because- I'm like, stop, stop making them do things that they're weak at. Find their yeah. strengths and play them to their strengths. It's mm-hmm. gonna be so much faster. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, I, that's why I started putting this library here because I keep thinking of things. I'm just like, I just start grabbing stuff during the podcast now. So that's right, people. I do actually have a physical podcast. Uh, uh, sorry, physical physical podcast in person, which is true. But I have a physical library, even though I promote the hell out of Audible. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with Audible. And I have to mention this only because Screen Share again, ladies and gentlemen, Go For No is available on Audible. It's not just available in physical print. So thank you for doing that. Thank you because I sometimes buy books in both versions, (laughs) but I crush books on Audible because I travel so much. I love Audible. Yeah. So yeah, Audible has been amazing. We, um, yeah, we, I think we're getting close to like 45,000 audio books sold of go for no since we listed it a couple years ago. And it just, yeah, people, it's getting bigger and bigger every day. And how long has the original book been out? Do you know? So yeah, so the original book we published in two. There is so such a long story. We published it in two thousand. Okay. The first the first five years, the book did hardly. I mean, we we designed our own book cover, and it was absolutely horrible. It was a red book with like black letters that said "Go for No." There was no. It was not professional. It was like we were we were bootstrapping it back then. I mean, we were like you're hustling. Anything, you're hustling, right? anything to save a dollar. So we said, let's just, we can do this ourselves. I mean, and we self-published and the whole nine yards. So for five years, and then finally we went to this book marketing conference and we met this guy named Tom. We didn't know him at all, but we, we used to hand out copies of our book all the time because the book is short. It's easy to read. It kind of, that has helped like spread the word. So we gave him a copy of this book and he ended up calling us and he's like, I want you guys to know I read the book. He goes, I wasn't going to read, read the book. I, I threw it in the garbage can. I wasn't even going to read it. And then I was Ouch. like, oh my gosh, this is sad. I, I'm throwing a book away. I should just read it. And he said, I started reading it and I couldn't stop. I didn't put it down. And he said, so I want you to know you have like one of the best sales books in the history of books with the worst cover in the history of publishing well at least he started positive and then closed out with the negative so that's that's exactly and he said if you guys will change the cover i would love to take five thousand copies what we said absolutely we will change the cover so So i'll make make that change in a heartbeat (laughs) right so he inspired us to change cover so we hired a super awesome professional book designer we got the cover changed and then we then we finally had a book we were really proud of because we knew the inside was good and now we knew the cover that had sabotaged us for a few years was good and so then we said we put like our we we incorporated our business we said let's become the go for no people let's let's speak together let's market this let's let's do all this and that all was kind of in the 2006 2007 time frame so really for the last like 10 or 11 years we've just been this brand and and it's like there's still so much opportunity so many times i mean we do a lot of other stuff we coach people on book marketing and and book publishing now and we we write fiction and we we have passion projects and stuff but this message will never go away because we have we've we've spent like a huge chunk of our professional lives building it. Well, let's be real. I mean, it's kind of full circle on that since we were, we kind of touched a couple different angles on that. So like, obviously I wear my live the fuel hat, right? I have my live the fuel sticker. I'm getting new hats done. So rock your brand, right? So yeah. 
not everybody know, knew who Scott Mulvaney was. So you have two choices when building brands. I tell people this all the time in marketing. I was like, guys, you build a brand entity, a brand that you believe in, embody, and you, you build everything up behind that. And then your name follows along with it. Or you already have somehow some great name recognition out there. Maybe it's in your industry, your profession, a skill set. And you just lead with that. So for me, I, I led with Live the Fuel. It was something that I was very mm-hmm. inspired by when I created it from me leaving the corporate space and being a firefighter for a little while. And that's why fire's in my logo. And it took me years to develop this. So now, though, I started getting into public speaking, not as much as you guys, but I did four events last year. So... Um, I got two locked in already this year. So yeah, it starts happening. So now, okay, yeah. Scott Mulvaney will start growing along with it. So that's what I was hinting at earlier when I said, yeah, you still got to build the personal brand, but in your case, everybody knows go for no and your names are still going along with it. It's just, mm-hmm. but here's the advantage. If people love go for no, then just keep creating brands within the brand. Right? So reason why right. I'm hinting at that perfect segue. I just love screen sharing and Google <laughs> and boom. I love, I love that you do it. Go awesome. for no for network marketing. Yes. And by the way, I know Ray Higdon, so I've met him. Oh, nice. A uh, great guy because yes, yes. As I hinted at the beginning of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. One of my early businesses, which I still have today is a network marketing platform business. It is not evil. It will not burn you. It will, well, if you're working with the wrong people, it could burn you. Uh, But that's usually from the old MLM industry. I prefer to use the Eric Worre education that it's actually the network marketing profession. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that differentiation? Oh, absolutely. I think that there's nothing, I mean, listen, real estate, insurance, um, like voluntary benefits where you're selling your freelance salesperson. So all, <laughs> um, all direct network. selling. It's all direct selling, and it's all it's and it's professional. And it like car sales got back in the day. It got a bad reputation because no, there are hundreds of thousands of transactions that go on every week every month in this country and you don't hear about them right you don't and they're successful and people are happy and Mm -hmm. and people are changing people's lives and they're using the products and everything's good and you don't hear about any of that you only hear about the couple bad apples and you go like oh my gosh it's a bad industry yeah because they're they're generalizing and they don't know mm -hmm. what they're talking about for example the whole pyramid word right i'm like yeah that was valid so valid that the IRS and the government kicked in and made it illegal. So you can't use that term anymore unless you're talking about famous people that have been on the news that own financial investment companies that everybody thought was legitimate. And they, they all of a sudden Ponzi scheme is Mm -hmm. a pyramid scheme. So I, that's a whole other podcast I can get into, but long story short, people who are listening to this, stop calling it a pyramid scheme. It's not, if you're working with the right companies and the right teams, these are the same legitimate products, if not better, I should say better actually, than what you find on Amazon. Hell, my nutrition company that I work with, their products are being sold on Amazon. I don't know who's selling them. They probably shouldn't be doing that because it's a direct selling company. It's like, guys, mm-hmm. like you buy that off of Amazon, you don't know where it's coming from. There's no oh. warranty. There's no protection. Somebody's just buying a bunch of stuff and just reselling it. So just just to show that they're moving inventory or whatever they're trying to do to work the system. I've never done it. I don't care to do that. I have people on my team that I take care of, that I care about, that we have, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're impacting their health in, in my situation. I don't know all of your network marketing backgrounds, but I, I love the fact that we're talking about this today and you've actually been an influencer in this profession no longer industry. People keep calling mm-hmm. it that. So I just like that because I learned that from Eric. I don't know if you know Eric Worre. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just love that. And in his book, I was just like, yes, that is mm-hmm. a perfect way to explain that. So Com- completely. Yeah. And I think the, uh, I think the thing that I, I mean, I love supporting other entrepreneurs also. So if there's a product that I could buy at GNC or I could buy jewelry at Target or something if I want some bracelets. But why not support an independent business owner, someone who needs and wants to stay home with their kids or 
or has some other life goals, I'd rather support that than some nameless, faceless person. Yeah. So to me, I think it's a great empowering industry. Um, and when I say industry, I mean that that in all of these different things that you can support. Uh, and there's and the industry is made up of all these wonderful professionals who believe in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I have products and, and vitamins and supplements that I use from my company, which is Isogenics, right? So half a billion dollar company now, been around for 15 years. So if they were illegitimate, <laughs> IRS would smack them and you don't exist anymore because it's oh, a yeah. law. So anyway, I, I'll get off my pedestal on that one. But <laughs> I just posted Instagram the other day. Like it's That's not the only thing in my cabinet. I have uh, a friend of mine who's a professional trainer from the West Coast. He, ha he hates the network marketing world. It doesn't believe in mm -hmm. it, but he started his own vitamin company. I believe in it. It's very, very pure. Some of his stuff is even better than mine. Um, and he's got, he started a coffee company, but guess what he did? You're not required, but you can just buy them on Amazon. You can buy them through the website or you could sign up and be like a member and, mm -hmm. and subscribe and you have them auto shipped every single month. So, I've been doing that with my nutrition since 2010. So I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, great, because I love it. It's easy. Uh, every 30 days, I'm gonna, I order just enough that I know I'm going to last my month, and then I rotate through. Because I've already mm -hmm. been doing that from my network marketing business. So now I do it with all of a sudden all these other companies are doing it. The only thing different oh, is yeah. I can't I can't help somebody that I know, you know, build a business out of that as a supporter or a business unit. Right? It's all going to right. him. And that's it, which I, mm -hmm. I respect him and I love him. And he's actually one of my clients, so I don't care. So, yeah, but it's like, uh, how cool would it be to build a team of people that actually, right. they would build his company so fast. Oh yeah. It'd be, it'd be off the reservation because the power of word of mouth is that relationship, mm -hmm. right? Like you need to go for the no, because that's part of the relationship building process. If you get the no, then you're like, okay, I didn't take enough time to really get to know this person. But also that no mm -hmm. has now taught me what are the triggers that's going on in that person's brain, right? Like you need the no's so you can see how they're reacting. You can see what matters to them. Totally. And you dig deeper and you build the relationship more. What and this yeah. is not this is not network Absolutely. marketing people, right? No. No, it's 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 literally a life philosophy and um but you're so right. No teaches us so much. And one of the things that we, we um, have done over the years is something called a go for no challenge. And we're actually launching like this whole online um, training and coaching um, course that we've been wanting to do. We have people from all over the world contacting us, right? And they, they want to learn go for no. And it, over the last few years, we've just had physical products. And finally, we, we're getting everything online. We're going to do um, coaching and we've got a face, private Facebook coaching group and to coach people through this because um, one of the things that I teach them in the go for no challenge, which is one of the things that they get is about how you have to, you have to value no, you have to accept it, and then you have to figure out what you're going to do with it and learn from it, but also use it in that moment instead of just saying, oh, that's no doesn't mean, you know, no, it's, it's just a never, right? Um, and we always say, no, doesn't mean never, no means not yet. Uh, in many, many cases, in all, in almost all cases, and if you get a strong no, if somebody says like, "Hey, never contact me about this again," great. Then you don't have to spend any. You know, they're time. not your target audience, right. right? And you just you move on. You save everybody a lot of time, um, rather than thinking, "No, maybe they'll say yes in the future." So it it's just a really powerful way of taking something which is kind of a negative reality for a lot of people. They have a lot of anxiety around note. They don't like it. And we're saying, let's turn it positive. Let's figure out how to intentionally go for no mm -hmm. and learn to live with it and then get better results. And then eventually in the end, the no's don't even bother you anymore. Eventually they're just, well, the note, part. here's something fun. I don't know if you ever talk about this in your presentations, but I love teaching people that once you've learned the no, the power of no, and you've learned the negotiation, the relationship building processes, it becomes a game. That's fun, actually. Because then you know, you start filtering through. It's like, sweet, good. Get him, I don't, get him or her out of my way. They're not my target audience. Because here's the other problem. Everybody thinks that everybody's their customer. Wrong. You need to, yeah. you need, and here's the thing. Some people's like, oh, you have to qualify them as your customer. I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to qualify if they're worth my time. Because time is money. 
I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got a digital uh, a product or a physical product. There's still time that was invested in making the physical book. And now there's mm-hmm. time that you guys are doing investing in your educational program. And I'm on Twitter right now. You got 23.8 thousand followers. Not all 23.8 thousand followers are going to buy your new online digital footprint. You know, oh, product, yeah. Right. You don't need to win all 23.8 followers. You. Right. You might find, I don't know, because I don't know what you're going to bill it at, but you might want to find 100 of them or 200 mm-hmm. of them. And then out of those 200, maybe 10 of them become private you know, coaching clients or whatever. That's for you to figure out your sales funnel. <laughs> right? right. But that's the power of this stuff is because people are afraid that they're not going to have enough business. Like my own fiance is yeah. br- brick and mortar veterinary business, right? Three female doctors, girl power all the way. And I was like, this is always this one customer. Drives her nuts, pays terribly, but she cares so much about her animals that she doesn't want to like say no to the woman. But I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, baby, I get it. You're a doctor. This is business. Okay. If she's been that way since the beginning of time, she's not going to change. So here's the best part. If she keeps wasting your time, calling you, texting you and not paying the bill, yeah, you move on. Right. Right. And then she's like, well, oh. she's already upset two other vets. I was like, then make it three and move yeah. on because the time you're wasting with that person could be invested in a so much better person who wants your help, who values your help and will pay you for your help. What do you think about right. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would make the absolute worth vet and business. It's a hard business because people who go into that business love animals. And yeah, I would be a starving vet. I'm telling you right now, I would be treating people's animals and I'd be like, just don't pay. I, I can't don't worry I can't. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's interesting about that, and this is kind of an aside, but it's interesting about service businesses. And I've seen this at the dentist. I've seen it at um, hair salon, tanning, uh, uh, massage, everything. Service businesses. A lot of people get into service businesses. They're they're so great at service oh, and yeah. they're, and I'm not saying this about your fiance, but they are bad at sales and they oh, see yeah. they, they're very sales and service are very separate. And so it's like, I, we can either serve people or we can sell them and they don't like sales and they see it as somehow manipulative and, mm-hmm. and that they're badgering or they have to be aggressive. And really it's that to sell is to serve, recommend all of your services, all of your products, People need to know about them. And if they're expensive, they at least let your customers decide if they should do that. And that's, that's I think that GoForNo is so appropriate for, for those kind of businesses because many of them just don't want to hear no. And they assume the person can't afford it. And there are some people, especially with vets, who will spend obscene amounts on their animals, right? Oh. I mean, they're, they're, their animals are their children, um, Calvin, our coonhound has been limping the past month or two on and off. So luckily she's got some vet connections, but she just had mm-hmm. his elbow looked at and she's like, that would have cost her a grand. Now, granted, yeah. I think they billed us two fifty. So mm-hmm. it pays power of your network, people power of your network. Um, yes. so yeah, that's, that's fine. But it's like, she's like, yeah, but I would have spent a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's. What is the value in that person's mm-hmm. relationship, right? So she says, says no to stuff all the time. She uses my nutrition products. She doesn't want her own account. My own fiance is a no. Wants nothing to do with the business. <laughs> yeah. She's the classic happy. You're not alone. She's the happy product user. She's the way I yeah. started. When I was firefighting, right. I found Isogenics, found the nutrition. I was just using it you know, so I could amp my health up because the crap that they mm-hmm. fed us, uh, I was a wildland firefighter out West. Uh, okay. that was how I escaped the corporate world and the, the food that they fed us was awful. So I'm like, dude, I got a supplement, right? That's why I started mm-hmm. using it. And then like two years later, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. I have the yeah. gift of gab. I'm always telling people about this stuff. Why don't I get a little credit off of this? Like at least I'll right. you know, get some of that. So, and then now, you know, fast forward eight years later, and, uh, or in a few months, it'll be eight years. It's crazy. Uh, and then like, mm. I still get surprised where all of a sudden I just see like $2,500 show up in my account. I'm like, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's fun. But the point yeah. here is that not everybody's going to say yes. Not everybody is going to be the business person. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my biggest tips I tell people is if you find a company, not to dwell on network marketing, but just to, clo- to 
continue on that one thread, make sure the product leads. The business opportunity is great, but not everybody mm -hmm. wants that. I have mm -hmm. more people on my team that are happy product users. And mm -hmm. then they do word of mouth for me, but they still don't want anything to do. They don't want credit for it. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> you want to build my business? I'll help my own teammates build. That's cool. You can just be the happy product user. That's fine. Right. Don't worry about right. it. And so. in five years, they'll come to you and say, okay, I'm tired of this. I, I want to be in this business. Yeah. They'll be like, well, so you just have $2,500 magically show up. I'm like, yeah. And, and you'll be there and they'll say, wow, this, all of this time I could have been. And, and so, you know, that's why we always say to people, don't give up on anyone. Stay in the relationship with people. You never know when they're finally going to change, when they're, they're, um, supplier, if it's like some kind of B2B thing, their supplier just keeps screwing them over and they're, they say, that's it. I'm going to try someone new. And they, yeah. and you, you finally call them and they go, yes, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to try you guys out. I mean, it's like that in so many businesses. Sales 101. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to hear probably a ton of yeses out of you here. Um, first, no, just means not right now. Right. You haven't, they're not ready yet, or you haven't dug deep enough to find the trigger to get them to say yes. That's all it is. It could be a timeline mm -hmm. thing. It could be the behavior. It could be just they're having a bad day or they're just not ready yet. To your point, uh, number two, sales one on one. That's why following up is so important. Okay. That's why you build email lists and everything else. You get them to follow each other on social media because they need to, you need to build the relationship a little bit more. Right. You're not close enough mm -hmm. for that person yet. Um, and then the other piece here, I'm going to pause on the tips. I, I really want to hear you define it because I know how to define it. I'll give my definition up to yours. Please define to people, what is an entrepreneur do for the world? <laughs> what does an entrepreneur do, or, do for the world? Right. Well, that is a really interesting question, huh? Scott. Yeah. I mean, just I high think... level, high level. Like, <laughs> people always like, what, what is an entrepreneur? I'm like, really? You don't know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the biggest thing an entrepreneur is, is someone who, the very top level, someone who solves problems, right? Who, um, for money, finds customers who have problems that they need solved. Um, that's, that's like my first, no, that's off it. the top that's, of my head. I knew you would nail that. That's all I tell people mm -hmm. time, like, what's an entrepreneur or, or a business person? They, they take your problem and they solve it and you pay them. Entrepreneurs mm -hmm. find a problem that hasn't been addressed the right way yet. They figure out a way to fix it, solve it in a very unique way, sell it, market it, and make you happy as a consumer. Mm -hmm. We're solving people's problems for money. That's it. Totally. You either do your own product, your own service, or you tap into an existing system like network marketing or whatever it is and say, great, I love those products. They're top quality. They have a reputation. They're guaranteed. I could just plug into that system, which I did. Now, obviously, years later, I've now have started my own businesses, even though I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I saw the suffering and the frustration and the bankruptcies. Oh. Now, years later, I look back and I'm like, dude, my dad was cool because when mm -hmm. I was a kid, I was like, this sucks. But then it's like my dad has always been his own boss. He's never worked for anybody else other than his customers. But those failures, those opportunities, and he never gave up to rebuild his business over and over and over again and optimize it and improve upon it. And sure, sure there's still things if I, outside looking in that I would just change completely, but it's not my business, right? Mm -hmm. It's his business and it's still going. And he still keeps That's a roof awesome. over my, my mom's head and pays the bills and everything else. So it's like, I grew up in that and I wanted nothing to do with it. I chased the corporate world. And then you get to a point yeah. where you realize you're tired of being a monkey. And it's like, uh, wait a minute, there's something else out there, right? And that's when I started dabbling in network marketing. So I tell people all the time, yes, it's not my primary business. I still have it because I'm going to use the products and I'm also going to get paid for it. And I have a team to take care of. But that aside, that reopened that mindset, right? And the biggest yeah. thing I love to tell people about network marketing, when you, when you have the right company, I was like, if nothing else... When you become obsessed with self, personal, and professional development, I was like, guys, it's a personal and professional development company with like awesome products mm -hmm. and, you, and you can make some money. <clears throat> so it's mm -hmm. like, if you're going to be buying the books and buying the videos and everything else, like 
I, I figured you'd appreciate that too. Cause I, I, that's why I call people like, it's like, what do you do? I'm like, I got a professional development company that I use nutrition from. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, the, because they understand that so much of business is about mindset and um, the corporate world. And, and there's a place for the corporate world. I mean, the corporate world can be great. And there's some great places to work. Um, most of those great places help develop the people that are there. Sure. Um, if, you it's know, a they, good, if it's a good company. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a good company and you feel like, Hey, I'm growing and I'm, I'm doing work that I care about. And um, I mean, that's why, it some some succeed and the the companies that don't care about their people um don't help grow them and they eventually go out of business which I, that's why i'm such an advocate for i mean I, I will tell you this i one of the last companies well third to the last companies i worked with was t-mobile everybody knows them their cell phone company i was uh, that's what got me into professional coaching they literally stripped our managerial titles and turned us into coaches mm-hmm. and to learn mm-hmm. the power of behavioral analysis and learning to teach the behavior and not address just the end result, right? All that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But so I respect that company because I was really impressed. They invested a lot of time and money because that's like across 11 call centers because I was a coach in one of their call centers. So it's 11 call centers in this country that range from 300 to 800 people in each call center. That's a lot of personnel, mm-hmm. but they cared that much about taking care of the customer, tech support, uh, I even got to help launch a retention division because here's a little sales tip, people. You spend more money acquiring a customer than saving a customer. You've already got them in. Yeah, you already right, right? Go yes. for go for no, right? Like we already got past yeah. the no. Just it's like my relationship crap. <laughs> it's like you already got past the no. The door done. You already closed the deal. They're already a customer. Right. So all you got to do is find what's upsetting them now and find a way to rebuild that relationship to keep them as a customer. Not mm-hmm. just throw credits at them, right? Like, hey, oh, you're upset with your cell phone coverage? Here's another $20 credit. That doesn't fix yeah. the problem. What right. is the problem? So you have to yeah. go through the no again yes. to solve this. Yes. It's, it's a never-ending cycle, right? Yes, completely. I mean, I love that. Do you, do you have a way, does that come up in your conferences? Do you, like, Or do you guys, is it mostly focused on the beginning of the process or do you guys tap into what we just talked about there about, Hey guys, like it's going to come up again. <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> you know, we, um, we, t- we basically the first half of probably, a, like when we do a 16 minute keynote presentation, the first half is really focused and this sounds crazy on selling people, just selling people on the basic idea without, before getting into any strategy, it's, it's really having people accept that they need to fail more because we have all been taught and trained to avoid failure at all costs, to just go after success. And while that is what we all want, yes, the destination, we all want that. It really is to change their mental model. We have this little model in the book that we talk about, hmm. um, about how you're in the middle and failures on one side and successes on the other. And you think you get to choose and it's not, it's, you have to move through failure. The yes is success is on the other side of that equation. And so we spent some time on that because if we can't get people to wrap their brain around that failure is okay, then they, when we start talking about hearing no more often, they, their alarm bells start going off and they start going, Oh no, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not, I'm supposed to get yes. And so we kind of laid this foundation and then we talk about implementation. Um, but there it's got, there are so many nuances to it. It's amazing. I, I, I find like you it. You never it, run out of things to talk about. Right? You can, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like you couldn't have asked for, I, I I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. You couldn't have asked for a better brand to create. One, I still can't believe nobody owned GoForNo.com. I just love that. <laughs> uh, I love I love it when I see just cool, unique, quirky domains that were just like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Nobody thought of that. Um, my, mine's more creative. Like no one would have thought of Live the Fuel. Uh, but now it's fine. I like it though. I, I like it. I I it's ca- I think it's really catchy. I'm working on it. Uh, it's it's funny because like now all of a sudden, every new conference, every new thing I go to, especially this year. I'm hearing fuel because I I purposely wanted to turn fuel into an action word, a verb, Mm -hmm. right? Fuel your health, fuel your business, fuel your lifestyle. Yes. Now I'm hearing it more and more. I'm hearing it on podcasts. I'm hearing it on books. I'm like, I was like, dude, like by by next year, next like year or two, like I I'm gonna love it because every time, every I just smile now when someone says, yeah, man, I just want to want to fuel that up, and I'm like, yep. 
Fuel is a great, it's a great word. It's a great, it is a great verb as a verb. It's, and it's, it's just has an energy to it, right? It's Mm -hmm. about ignition and explosion and and that's what people want. There's even a sub meaning behind it. So through a wall of post-its, when I created my brand, I had keywords everywhere. It actually stands for live the fired up epic life. So, oh, nice. So it's Even a, better. Well, again, corporate world, government, fire, firefighting monkey. Dude, we ac- have to ac- have acronyms. Acronyms, we'd baby. We'd love for them. Acronyms are <laughs> everywhere. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own acronym. Yeah. And then I'm going to turn it into a brand and just see where it goes. Because yeah. I used to use it all spelled out. And my Facebook page started with me just posting motivational, inspirational quotes. And I did that for like, again, putting in the reps, just yeah. seeing how people reacted and where they went with it. There was no podcast. I don't think I even had Twitter. I mean, I owned all the real estate on all the social yeah. media platforms, but I started with Facebook. Then I started tweeting a little bit, but then I got really into Instagram and then the podcast and yada, yada, yada. So um, I just I just love sharing that once in a while because you guys had to do the same thing, except now you're speaking to hundreds, if not thousands of people on stage and your go for no has expanded, right? Like you don't, you're not just targeting the network marketing world, which is smart. This is, right. uh, you guys, if you get bored, you could bring somebody else on your team who's like a relationship guru and you could start the go for no romance uh, I, keynote, right? I know, I know. <laughs> so because literally there's, there's a, I came, when I was doing that three months of personal development, I came across people like these romance gurus, like, you know, the sales funnels mm-hmm. on the websites. And they were like, oh yeah. Um, you, like you said earlier, you joked around like, oh, you just got to keep asking people out. Just keep asking people out. I'm like, that's yeah. your advice? You want me to pay for that? I mean, to be fair, it's actually valid. I mean, you got to keep putting in the reps until you learn more. And right. You, you well, and there's, a, there's, yeah, there's quantity and quality, right? So what, you have to get the quantity up so you can get in the game and meet someone and actually have a conversation. And if you're the type of guy who's been shy all your life and you, it's like even chatting with a girl is stressful, then you got to blow past that. And sometimes that asking, and it's that, it's like what you've done with swimming, you're throwing yourself in the deep end, literally. Yeah. Um, and you force yourself to learn how to do that. And then it's about quality. Then it's okay. Now that I've caught the girl, let's make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually invest in it, like develop mm-hmm. it. Uh, picture like a delicate flower. You have to water it. You have to fertilize it. you got to build it. you got to respect it. you got to love it. It's just, there's a lot of work there. It's just like your business. Like you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to buy a domain name. And then because it sounds cool, I'm just going to slap a, a a logo that I made on my app. And, uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to call that a company. Well, <laughs> don't get me wrong. People have done it. I mean, trust me, my first logo, Ooh, I should make that. A, I should make a graphic mm. of all the transitions in my logo. Did you guys change your logo a lot? I mean, I know you made your own book cover. Oh, but. Yeah, yeah, we have done. We we literally did all of it ourselves. Cons- yeah, constantly. Was, right, so and I'm- we were. This is, and also in my defense, in our defense, there was no Fiverr. There was no, no Canva. There. I mean, isn't that awesome? Rap- I love Fiverr. Yes. I love Canva. It's like, yeah, people are like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, when I have an idea, I just go yeah. in there and I play around with it. Then, yeah. if, I, if the myself and my client like it enough, then mm-hmm. I'll send it out and I'll I'll bill it out to a professional designer. But. Yeah. To, you could get right. so, so inspired. You could just start playing around with it for like five bucks on Fiverr. It's stupid. It's like it's stupid. more reasons why yeah. people should be taking action, right? Yes. Like, now more than ever. It's so there's, it, yeah. I mean, it is funny. It's like someone today could look like what took us 10 years to look like. They could look like that in two yeah. months. Right. With the, with the, with the technology that's available to them. It's awful. It's, 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 and that's why it's like, Okay, guys, you're hearing from a speaker. Okay, I already hinted gofornow.com, right? But as we go towards the end of the show here, I really got to get this point out before we lose her is that this is why you go to events. You could buy the books, you can buy the Audible books, you can listen to them, you can listen to the podcast. I thank you for listening to the show and sharing this show. I always honor that. But eventually, you get to a point where you've put in enough reps that you got to graduate up, right? next phase, start hitting some events, get some more exposure, like see what's happening out there, hear from people like you, Andrea, like, whoa, okay. Um, then, okay. Might have to hire a consultant, a coach, right? You got to get some help out there. 
I can only watch so many swimming videos. <laughs> I can only throw myself into the pool and muscle my way down either into the pool and then reach out with both hands and grab the side of the pool and half die because I don't know how I can't breathe. So eventually he's like, maybe I should pay for a coach. It might be a little mm -hmm. bit easier instead of just bashing your head up against the wall, driving yourself crazy, mm -hmm. right? So like going mm -hmm. to events like you guys are speaking at, again, back to the network marketing quick. Guys, if someone asks you to go to an event, just go. Okay, you don't have oh, to buy. So don't, don't buy yeah. the product. Yeah, it's, it seems a little woo-woo if it's a good company. And like, oh, my God, it could be. Some people are like, oh, this is kind of a little culty. I'm like, let me let me get this straight. You don't trust that person and their company because you went to the event. You had a big party. You had a lot of fun. A lot of people there were really positive and not negative and really looked like they were taking their lives somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. And you're calling that a cult. I don't know. Andrea, am I? Am I confused? I don't no, know. No, you're you're so right, and it's I maybe it comes across culty because it's so different than most events. It's so positive, and everyone's excited, and everybody's got dreams and goals and vision. And you absolutely, I I I mean, it's we love being able to speak at these events, and I will say the one thing that is um, different. We we do corporate speaking as well, and the people that want, I mean, it's the most fun when you're speaking to people who really want to be there, who yes. paid to be there, yes. who traveled to be there, right? It's like they're, um, if you're kind of being forced to go, although we, we have a lot of great corporate audiences too, so don't get me wrong, but- There's, uh, always, there's always that percentage. There's always that percentage. Yeah, entrepreneurs tend to be um, just a fun a fun group. So yeah, I we've been to some really fun events mm -hmm. and it's so well worth it. Yeah, it, it, it's phenomenal. I, I, I just- I had to get that thought out there. I knew you'd appreciate yeah. that because like, guys, like, uh, as I already said it, eventually you're going to hit your head up against the wall so many freaking times. Hopefully you knock some sense into yourself. Oh, here, here's a quick side effect. Here's some of the side effects of personally and professionally growing. One, you will no longer pay for cable because I haven't had a cable bill in years. Two, because you don't have cable, you can no longer listen or watch to the negative news networks. That's what they're called. Stop it. Three, You'll find catching yourself on social media watching said negative news networks because you don't pay for that anymore. And then you realize, oh my God, I need to unfollow these pages because that's why I stopped paying for the cable. And then four, oh, well, now I'm not paying $150 a month for cable television. So I could take that money, set it aside in a special growth account for my personal and professional growth and now pay for said events that I just learned about from Andrea and her husband or Scott. And then five, Oh, I finally start on my personal and professional journey to grow myself beyond where I am today. Sorry, I just had to get that out there too. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listen, this has been a powerful. Uh, you, you really, I knew you were going to get me fired up. I, um, I hope you got fired up too. I mean, you get fired oh, up. I love it. I love it. And we could talk. We could seriously go on for days. I know. That's, <laughs> see, when I get a really good bond, I, that's why I was like, and I'm going to throw this out there. You are, you have invite open. I, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I want to get both of you on. Oh, I wonder what kind yeah. of energy can we generate from that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Maybe and we some... can talk all about what it's like to work together and how we almost killed each other in the beginning. Yeah. That scares me. <laughs> that yeah. scares me because I love my fiance and I, like I do all of her social media and her marketing, but mm -hmm. then they all of a sudden they just start posting on their own and I start yeah. and they're boosting and I'm like, stop. It's only $2. It's only $5. I'm like, you don't even know what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> like, well, you, you told me to take action boost. <laughs> so yes, I would, I would love, there's, there's probably listeners out there. There's probably couples mm -hmm. who do want to work together. Like I want to create that power couple. She hates public speaking. The last event we went to go speak for some kids. She sent her business partner instead. <laughs> She's just, I was like, but we were invited. She's like, no, yeah. no, you go, you, you, you go talk to the children. I'll, you know, cause I, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it's okay. I, I definitely want to dig deeper in that because I truly believe there is a lot of energy and power, not for every couple, but the ones who can grow like you have done, like you guys didn't start off both speaking on stage. Like he was the right. front runner. You were the support empowering it from within and from behind with the marketing. And then eventually you realize, wait a minute, let's rip the lid off, man. Why don't, why don't I start speaking? 
right? Yeah. And I want to dig into some of that backstory. So the invite's yeah. open. When you guys are ready, okay. let's set up a follow-up because okay. I'm loving okay. it. And okay. there's just so much more behind Go For No. There's so much right. more. Like I, oh, That's is. what I was worried about today. I was like, uh, <laughs> we're not going to be able to get it all out there. <laughs> uh, I've been in sales for so long. I'm like, yeah, that's a deep subject. So, uh, yes. Um, yeah. Sales rejection. It is deep. But again, as we hinted at relationship rejection, there's more yeah. than that. So absolutely. Well, listen, uh, to help us close out the show and then we definitely got to find time to get you guys know how to get on my schedule. We'll get you back on. Um, yeah. How do you want to close this out? Because we hit on so many different areas like, and again, people go back, re-listen to it. That's the advantage of podcasts. You can pause, rewind, re-listen. This will be on YouTube. So we go watch it too, fast forward, whatever. Uh, read the blog notes. I'll have them timestamped so you can skip through the episode on the website. It's what we always do. But from your perspective, Andrea, it, what do you want to leave behind for the listeners? Because we covered so much. Is there an all-encompassing message, a forward absolutely, movement? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I, I'm going to dovetail on your theme, which I know one of your themes is to take action. And so when I think about people who've listened to this and who are thinking, okay, well, how do I how do I take action? How do I put go for no into practice? And what my message basically is start just asking at all opportunities. And this is because it really is a life philosophy. So if you find yourself walking into a restaurant, um, it's date night, whatever, the hostess seats you in the back of the restaurant at the horrible table next to the water station. And then, and then you look and see the cute table up front with the little flower in the window and you go, wow, that's a cute table. We would love to sit there. And then you think to yourself, oh, but I'm sure that's, that's probably reserved. It's probably, it's not for me, blah, blah, blah. All the stuff that we tend to do, put go for no into practice. And in that moment, turn to the hostess and say, hey, we would really love to sit at that table. Can we sit at that table? go for no. The worst that's going to be said is, nope, you can't, it's reserved. And then you get seated where you were going to get seated anyway. Yeah. And so every opportunity, there's go for no moments in your business. There's go for no moments all day long, just practice on silly things. And then the more you practice, the better you get and the better you get, the more your confidence grows. And so I, I just encourage people to take action and just start putting into practice, no matter how small they think it is, just ask. I love that. Listen, stand by. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, her message was really powerful. And I actually want to add a little bit to that. Remember the KISS acronym because we just all love acronyms, right? There's keep it simple, stupid. But the nicer way of saying it is keep it super simple. She just hinted at it. It's not the silly things, but it's like really, really simple yes, no situations. That's what I got out of that final message for you guys is like start small because then it builds like a snowball rolling down a hill. All right, you're gonna big it bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you'll be able to crush the big nose in no time. So thanks for tuning into another powerful, fired up, live the fuel podcast episode. Remember, go to gofornote.com. And for some of you guys who are like really interested in the keynote events, or maybe you want to bring these guys out and rock your own company event, go to gofornokeynote.com. And obviously. Go to Audible or go on Amazon. I'll have all that stuff linked in the show notes on the website so you can go find the book and score it. Remember, you got the traditional one and you even got one for you people out there that listen to the show that are in the network marketing space. So again, thanks for listening in. I hope you guys remember that every one of you can live the fuel as well. So thanks for tuning in again. Go check out gofornote.com. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. 
love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight, or improve your athletic performance. Or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and ePilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously as it says. It's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.